Hello and welcome back to Project 99. It is January 16th, 2022. Half of the first month of this year is over. Yeah. I wish we had some air horns like... Yeah. But we don't. Okay, so... (laughs) And we're about to be buried under a supposed blizzard. Um, It's already starting out there. Listen, I went to Walmart. That was your first mistake. Um. That's what I you mean, get. honestly, like people, people in this area, or I would say, um, you know, act like they're big on prepping, but very few actually are. And I mean, I could have just not went to the store, but I was like, you know what? I'll just go ahead and go out and get a couple things because we work all week and I was guessing it wasn't going to be as bad as they say it's going to be. So I'm like, we're probably gonna be at work all weekend. I need to get, you know, stuff for my lunch and whatever. And I don't want to have to stop on the way home. So I went out and it was... <laughs> It was like the zombie apocalypse, dude. Like, I took pictures and sent them to people. Store shelves empty. Walmart, poultry section, naked. Like, nothing. The, you know the little banana pyramid they have? Like, not a speck of fruit on it. Um, Sam's Club, no bread. Like, the whole entire big, long bread rack was empty. I mean, come on, people. Holy shit. How did you survive the the lockdown? If you If you run out over a snowstorm that might not even happen... Although I did would, will say this, it's putting down specks of frozen rain, and I don't know. Like people around this area are not afraid of snow. We will ski our cars through the snow, but a slick of ice under the snow, I ain't trying it. I ain't trying it. Nah, I'm not fucking around with that. No I used way. to be a, I used to be a, a volunteer firefighter in EMT, and. <laughs> What people don't realize is you're like, okay, well, I might slide off the road. Not that big of a deal. But somebody I work with, um, the last time we had snow, their mom slid off the road and there were no tow trucks. Mm-hmm. So she was slid off the road and there was all these accidents and none of them were major. But like you're waiting hours, mm-hmm. hours for a tow truck. So I hope you like sitting in your car off the side of the road in a ditch for hours in the cold. And if your tailpipe is underneath the snow or like in the ditch in the mud or something, you can't run your car. So right. you're about to be freezing. Yeah, I don't go out when just it's stop. cold for uh, multiple reasons. I don't want to wreck, but also traffic is just bad. Uh, my friend Drew, who was here, I don't know, sometime last week, I don't know, it wasn't even like bad outside, but she ended up being in traffic for like an hour and a half trying to get home. Yeah, that's the was... accident I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. yeah, she waited in traffic an hour yeah. and a half just to mm-hmm. get home. And then like they had the road blocked off. So her son and her husband were like trying, like we want to go rescue her, but like they weren't, they couldn't get on the highway. They had it blocked off. So then a guy comes with a tow truck and I don't remember which towing company it was or I would slam them. But the guy like said, you know, give me your credit card information and went and they pulled her out of a ditch and then said the car's drivable and left her there. And oh she was like God. terrified. She was just, you know, she's a little older, a little bit older lady and like was scared at that point. Her car's damaged. It's, <laughs> she's, it was, it was a bad scene. Like, how do you just take somebody's car and be like, eh, you can drive your car. Bye. That's horrible. I'm, t- I'm charging your car. Bye. <laughs> but yeah, um, I've rescued people in the snow with the fire department that literally didn't have a coat on. And ran off the side of the road, weren't injured, but their car couldn't be driven, and they couldn't walk because they didn't have a coat on. Mm-mm. Like, it's just, the stuff people do amazes me. Yeah, I'm good on all that. I'm not taking my chances. So, don't I live be in- dumb. Don't overburden the emergency services. Please just don't go outside. I've got no reason to, so I'm just going to stay home. At least wait movies. till the roads are cleared. You know what I'm saying? Just wait till they plow through. So, um, for a little bit of local news... 
old Jim Justice had COVID. Had the COVID. Had the COVIDs. Um, and a couple of days ago, they were saying that his chief of staff was saying that he wasn't doing very well. So that How was old not, is he? He's 70. He's 70 and he's plus. massively he's, overweight. Yeah, so I was like, when I read that, I was like, ooh, this isn't good. But, no. I mean, I'm not a big Jim Justice fan, but, but I don't want to like die right. of COVID. That would yeah. be, I don't wish that on anyone. But then just but two days ago. But you billionaires and he is the only billionaire was Not anymore. Remember, you did all that bad dealings with the Russians. Oh, that's right. And they came and made him give his money back. That's right. <laughs> I forgot about that. Okay. So we can stop hating him for being a billionaire. Uh, but um, no, I mean, there's a lot of reasons. Have you ever seen him, his legs when he's sitting on stage? Yes. Like his legs are like tree trunks. So I mean, he's obviously got some health. A hundred percent. He looks like the um, the spider villain in the movie Monsters, Inc., that's what Jim Justice looks like. If you don't know who that is, look it up. And you'll be like, wow, that is Jim Justice. <laughs> but anyway, I guess two days ago, um, so a day after he, they, his chief of staff said he wasn't doing very well, he came out and said that um, he was feeling better and that he um, was saying that the vaccine, he credits the vaccine with saving his life, which is surprising. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Jim Justice has been pretty consistent on not being an anti-vaxxer, which is shocking to me, I guess, because he just seems like one that panders the, the Republican consensus and they I mean, all kind he really of really 100 percent hasn't done it with the with the virus though. No, i don't know if hasn't. that's because he knew personally he was in a big a bit of danger but um you know he did follow ohio like you said on the mass mandate um but i was surprised that he even issued it given how red our state is and that he was really pushing the vaccines did a lot to push the vaccines yeah um, people weren't happy with him about that do you think because people were rushing out to get it in the beginning? I mean, some people in the beginning, but I know a lot of people that are super anti-vaccine were pissed off that he mandated it at all. Like, mm-hmm. they all are. Yeah. You know, but... Well, this is going to follow a theme that we're going to talk about tonight, is that there's, like, two sides to the coin of of the right wing. Um, There's the hysterical side, and then there's, like, the hysterical political side, and then there's the real person side. And sometimes those two have a, an intersection like you used to have. The, what do they call that where the little thing crosses over in the two circles? Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. Um, but, yeah, there's times when they overlap. But there's like this hysterical, like ramped up fake nonsense. And then there's like the real person who will run out and get a vaccine and not tell their friends about it. And the Republican Party is breaking down in a jagged line kind of way right now over that dichotomy that's just not working for them. And, it, and I mean, the only benefit of it is that the, the left, I don't even want to say the left because the left has been forgotten. The left, when Bernie was out, the left died. There's no left. There's a Hillary Clinton mid, mid to right wing Democratic Party now. And they suck. They've continued to suck. They've done nothing. They've accomplished nothing. It's like they're treading water and um, Fox News keeps dunking their head underwater. Yeah, I feel like you have three types of Republicans anymore. And you have like um, the Mitch McConnells, which are totally fucking gone. No spine at all. They just do Mm -hmm. whatever their leader says. Then you have people like Ted Cruz who somehow try to toe the line in between. Mm -hmm. They like say one thing, but then when they get confronted about it, they just backpedal. And then you have people like Mitt Romney like and the John McCain's who are mm-hmm. just not buying into that shit. Mm-hmm. And I think that if those people continue to persist and not mm-hmm. jump into that shit, the Republican Party might at some point mm-hmm. go back to its roots there. But it's it's dwindling. Well, and I think the reason they're attacking the election process is because 
you know, for decades, decades and decades, um, politicians have used certain tools to try and predict what to do with their electorate. Um, they use demographic tools to try to gerrymander. They used opinion, opinion polls to try to cater their message. Um, they, they've used all these tools that they have. And right now, even with the massive uh, uh, reach of social media, they don't know what message to put out. Oh, speaking of social media, too, Apple and Google both suspended that parlor yeah. from their app store. But I did read about Trump apparently is launching his own social media website did you hear about this I did hear about that yeah apparently it's supposed to be sometime in February but I highly doubt that either one of the app stores are going to pick that up this is what's going to happen um because everything Trump touches is a literal disaster from his casinos to his fake university to his stakes okay and what's going to happen is he's going to launch it and it's going to suck I think he's going to get sued because there's going to be you know like Facebook's real careful now about not letting people post threats because if they allow people to incite mm-hmm. violence that turns into real-world violence, they could get sued. Well, they have that protection that they're not a publisher, but I don't know. You like, wait for it, though. I guarantee yeah. you. They start allowing people to plot attacks mm-hmm. like the January 6th right. terrorist yeah. attack. They're going to get sued by yeah. somebody. So right. we'll I see. mean, eventually it'll come down. I mean, if you remember the Sandy Hook parents were trying to sue the gun manufacturers and they did allow them to go to court on it. So it hasn't gone anywhere as far as I know, but... The idea that you could sue a manufacturer was not a thing, and now it's like, well, you can go ahead. So yeah, which I don't necessarily agree with that. I don't I agree with people, it either. But people I'm just slammed saying. Bernie Sanders when he talked about that because he said the same thing. I mean, the Sandy Hook victims, I I I can't even begin to understand what they went through. But the guns that were used were not. They didn't. They right. they functioned in the way that they were intended right. to. It's not a manufacturing I mean, defect. It's right. not. If you want to complain about the law, then you can try to change and the law. And you could even go after the person who sold them to them if they didn't follow proper, right. you know, steps. Right. But if they did, again, there's Right. You can't sue people for if they if they didn't do anything wrong. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I guess this is America, you can sue anybody for anything. You can well, try to sue is, anyone for anything. The but. thing is there's there's the three different branches of our government and um a lot of times things move slow because of that but the reason they move slow is because the founding fathers never intended anything to be done rashly quickly and you know based on something uh very uh changeable you know they even say that in the declaration of independence that government should not be changed you know for light and transient reasons and 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 laws shouldn't be changed on just the spur of the moment so when people can't, but the, the thing is, getting a law passed requires a consensus. It's you know, a law, you've seen with the, the, the infrastructure bill, how long of a brutal process it is trying to pass a law. In that Sandy Hook case, are they trying to find them criminally liable or is it a civil suit? It's a civil suit. Oh, okay. Well, that's yeah. different. Yeah. So what they figured out is like, well, we can't beat them in the ha- halls of Congress. So we're just going to use a private attorney trying to sue the pants off them. And people that are super anti-gun actually, you know, advocate using the the lawyers, the, the legal system in that way, just to bankrupt gun companies. Because they know if law, one lawsuit goes through, everybody who gets shot can file a lawsuit. And they'll do to the gun manufacturers what they did to the tobacco industry. They want to destroy it through the court system, not through the legislation. Because they can't destroy it through the legislature. It, they just haven't ever done it. And now that's the same thing with the right, uh, you know, the right to life people are doing. You know, they're passing laws in these tiny little um, districts that are hardcore red districts that basically say, 
Um, well, abortion's not illegal. Right, because by the time it gets overturned, all of the, the clinics will be bankrupt. Well, they didn't pass a law saying that... Um, Basically, what they said is that... That was what their game plan in Texas was, though, when they passed that uh, super anti-abortion bill, yeah. was that they were like, it'll never hold up. By the, by the, by the time that they get it uh, rescinded, appeal, whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it, um, all of these clinics that have been shut down in the meantime that already run on fumes will, mm-hmm. will be out of business. Well, and what they, what they did was they said that... Um, um, that you couldn't criminally prosecute an abortion provider. However, if a private citizen wants to sue them civilly, they're allowed to. So they're basically trying to do the same thing that they want to do with the gun manufacturer. They just want to bankrupt the doctors. And, you know, I don't know. To me, like, it's a very vigilante thing. They've even put out rewards for people who turn in people who've had abortions. <laughs> that's That's just... That's literally crazy shit. I mean, I'm pro-life, but come on. Let's get back to reality. Okay. Yeah, you know, don't focus on, like, educating people with sex education or providing free birth control or any of those things that are proven to work. Fuck all that mess. Yeah. Let's just get our pitchforks out. Yeah. Fucking typical. But it's it's an area that creates controversy, and and Republicans need controversy because on the bottom line, what the bottom line is... You know what? I blame Hollywood for this. Why are you guys not coming up with a good enough TV show for them to fight about? Like, remember when the whole Twilight thing came out? Mm-hmm. And, like, I was a preteen when Twilight came out. So every girl that I went to school with was fighting over um, the one vampire guy or the one werewolf guy. Mm-hmm. Like, which which side was better. Mm-hmm. And it kept them all preoccupied. Mm-hmm. Um, we need that for TV now. So these stupid people will just bicker over that. Mm-hmm. And we, they just stay out of the shit. <laughs> well, I've said for years that all of these programs that um, the same theme is that there can be only one winner and we're going to eliminate people along the way has, is really a metaphor for what they want to do, which is turn society against each other. You have to be able to divide people and make them think it's survival of the fittest. If you well, think right. about the, re- the... Every message that portrays some right. kind of hierarchy is looked upon with great, you know... In America, we love that. We love yes. a system of hierarchy. Absolutely. Too. So anti-socialist. Yeah, absolutely. Anti-communist <laughs> to be the top. And we're going to talk about hierarchy today, too, because one of our themes is, like, figuring out the hierarchical structure of the Republican Party basically by who whose ass is attached to whose lips, or I should say whose lips are attached to whose ass, who's groveling to who, because that's how you figure out in the supposed alpha male. It cracks me up that all these Republicans are like, oh, conservatives, like, oh, alpha male. Well, everybody can't be an alpha male. So basically it's one alpha male, and all the rest of you bitches are betas, and then you got your, I don't know what you'd call them, the C level, the D level, (laughs) the people that get down to like the fucking bottom. It's embarrassing. Yeah, it is. It's completely embarrassing. So what do you want to talk about first? Do you want to talk about the Capitol Riders or do you want to talk about uh, Ted Cruz's um, groveling? I mean, everybody's talking about Ted Cruz's groveling. I don't, I mean. This is regular. This is like his whole shtick at this point. He just says shit and then he has to cry about how he didn't actually mean to say that. Right. But we just watched the video of Tucker Carlson like tearing him up. Right. And I fucking hate Tucker Carlson. I literally cannot think of a more annoying sound. Mm -hmm. He is a tiny yapping dog. He is. Mm Mm-hmm on a soundtrack of nails against a chalkboard i I just fucking can't even listen to him he's so high-pitched and he gets all excitable and i'm like how does anyone 
listen to he's this. like a little richie rich kid like i would say he has a face for radio but like if you put him on the radio i just don't think that anyone could i, I did gouge their own ears out like his mm-hmm. fucking voice is somebody awful. described tucker carlson's face as looking like a puckered thumb that's been in the water too long <laughs> like when he crunches his face up it's and he's true. trying to look really like he's serious like it's just it looks like a puckered thumb yeah he does accurate yeah so if you haven't seen that it's it's worth suffering listening to tucker carlson's whiny ass voice because the only thing that makes it worth it is ted cruz and just here's what's crying funny. here's what's funny like if i could make memes which i can't because i'm completely technologically <laughs> stupid but if i could make a meme i would put a picture on the right of ted cruz in his camo and his fucking gun when he was running for office trying to look so manly so manly and on the left hand side will be tucker carlson with like a little list beside us he's like the heir to the fucking swanson food family with his entire name like what's his whole name like you ever look it up no it's look up tucker carlson's whole name it's it's ridiculous it's fucking and this guy acts like he's everyday joe american and i don't know why his viewers don't take five seconds to look at this who this fucking little brat is He's like an 80s Reaganite. Tucker Swanson McNear Carlson. Right? He's got four fucking names. He went to a private school. <laughs> this is the richy rich little fucking twerp. <laughs> and Ted Cruz with his camo and his guns gets his ass reamed on TV and just bends down and, and sucks Carlson's dick on TV. They're like, I'm so sorry, Tucker. I didn't really mean it. It was sloppy. And Tucker's like, yeah, you're being sloppy right now. Suck harder. I mean, it's just, <laughs> it's just so gross. It's that gross. I'm sorry for the, the mental imagery, but it's that gross. I mean, come on. So therefore, Thinking about Ted Cruz trying to come off as anything masculine is funny to me because gross. I'm like, you don't even have like a jawline, man. Like- no. And, and, and Ted Cruz is another one because Ted Cruz was, is, is, uh, he's rich. He went to Yale. You know, he's no working class guy. Ted Cruz, if he does know how to fire a gun, I would be surprised. I think that's why he's trying to grow that beard out. Of course it is. Which is also making him look bad because it's like, bro, you can't even grow a proper beard. But he's trying to hide the fact that he has like no chin. The fact that Ted Cruz allowed Donald Trump, who's another, this is like a, this is like a, you know, the bot thing where they have the bots in the arena and they beat each other up. The Republicans are like a bunch of little richy riches dressed up in pro wrestling uniforms like they're men beating each other up that's what it, it just because donald trump is a fucking little pussy rich kid grew up with every, silver spoon in his mouth um daddy fixing all his mistakes for him and ted cruz allowed donald trump to insult his fucking wife and called he called donald trump a narcissist a liar everything in the book when he was running against him in the primaries then Donald gets on top and it's like Ted was the perfect bottom because <laughs> how do you let a man put a picture of his supermodel wife that he basically got from his money for you. next to your wife and say, well, you figured out and you turn around and kiss that guy's ass. If his wife ever yeah, gave him any after that, I don't know what her problem is because she should have thrown his, I would have thrown his ass out. If, yeah, if absolutely. First of all, if you ever belittled yourself to to put donald trump on a pedestal you can get out of my face anyways but yeah it's just who so who's groveling to who really controls the republican party did you hear about the text messages from hannity no i didn't okay so during the insurrection 
Hannity was trying to get a hold of McCarthy. They found this out from the text messages that McCarthy turned over. Now, he won't be interviewed by the January 6th committee, but he did turn over some shit. And he turned over, apparently, some text messages where Sean Hannity... I was going to say, you're talking about Sean Hannity, like the talk show The talk show guy is texting uh, McCarthy saying, this has to stop. General McCarthy. No, 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 no. Um, um... Kevin McCarthy. Oh, Kevin McCarthy. Kevin okay. McCarthy. You he have wants, me so lost here for yeah, a minute. I mean, forgive me. Be... I've taken so much cold medicine today that I'm like, <laughs> I'm fucking trying to keep these names yeah. straight. But So Kevin McCarthy was Trump's like White House aide or some shit during the insurrection. I, I don't know. They all changed positions what so many times. What was the time. fucking general's name that is brothers with... Uh, Flynn. Flynn. Yeah, yeah. What's his brother's name? Is it Charles? Charles Flynn and Michael Flynn. That's Michael Flynn is a QAnon guy. Yeah. And Charles Flynn was on the phone call where they were holding off the the uh, National Guard to come in. And I said, that's bullshit that that isn't being investigated. Like, I want to know, was there any text messages between them on that day? That's but who it, I was thinking of anyway. I don't know why I was, okay. Yeah. But anyhow, um, well, McCarthy was a pretty famous general, so. But yeah, Kevin McCarthy. <laughs> so Sean Hannity is like, you got to tell him to stop this. He has to stop this. And he's got to stop talking about the election. Tell him to stop talking about the election. Because Hannity knows that the total lie that him and the pillow guy and the fucking... The pillow guy, yeah. <laughs> Janine, Judge Janine and Tucker Carlson and the whole Fox crew and himself, the lie that they all were spreading to ramp these people up to get them to go there to do all the shit, it was backfiring in a big way. And I would be willing to bet that Sean Hannity, when he texts McCarthy, still wanted that insurrection to happen. He was just probably legally covering his ass because he knows them text messages are going to come out later. And now he can say, look, I was, I was on the side of trying to stop it. What it comes down to is all of these elites on the right want the foot soldiers who are now sitting in jail, as they should be, to go out and create havoc, to fight their war for them, well, they sit on TV and pontificate and rev more people up to go out and commit more acts of terror. While they sit back and say, well, we never intended for them to do that. We never, uh, you know, instigated anything. We're just opinion hosts. Really, you're just opinion hosts. Well, then why are elected people like Ted Cruz, who was elected by his constituents, going on television to kiss the ass of Tucker Carlson? Who's really running the Republican Party? And what I say is, it's the blowhards on Fox News who've been running the show. Then when the show fucking backfires and people start going to jail, now they start turning their story around saying, we didn't, we didn't really mean for anybody to take us seriously. And Tucker Carlson has already been, now it was a Trump appointed judge, but Tucker Carlson has already been um, absolved of a lawsuit for defamation because his own attorney said no one takes him seriously. Yeah, they tried to call it entertainment, not news. It's entertainment. It's not news. So all of this is coming full circle. And when the real consequences come down to it, all the cowards start running. And it's funny to me that all these right-wingers get on TV and they blow their air like they got such big balls. And the minute there's a slight chance they're going to be held accountable for anything they say and do, they turn tail and turn into a bunch of cowards. It's it's really it's gross. It's really gross and embarrassing. Did you hear too about uh, what the fucks her face? The psycho blonde bitch. Uh, 
Marjorie Taylor Taylor Greene got suspended from Twitter. Good. She didn't stop screaming about it since. I'm just taking joy in that. I mean, she's only violated her standards like a million times. They've given her more slack than whatever, but... She likes that stuff though. The people, I know, she's loving it. She's mm-hmm. gotten done nothing but she's talk another nonstop one. about it. If you if you Google Marjorie Taylor Greene and look up, or if you don't trust Google, go some other search engine. You can't bury the truth beneath a search engine if you really look for it. And Marjorie Taylor Greene doesn't didn't even live in the district that she ran in. She comes from a wealthy family. She's a little princess that she plays like she's some common everyday. Georgia girl and it's like no you're not you're a spoiled little girl from a rich family whose daddy helped her to get into politics and you got Trump Trump came along and endorsed her and she got elected she had none of these people have done where do they find these people too? like just looking at some of these articles and they have uh Marjorie Taylor Greene and Matt Getz next to each other pictures of them next to each other and they literally look like um caricatures no, like Matt like Getz looks fuck? like a villain in a Dick Tracy. He does. Like, like we should have a fuck? again. If I had any artistic talent, which apparently only comes with like cake decorating and shit, but like if I had any artistic talent, I could sculpt them. Maybe I can sculpt them. But um, it would be cool to have like a Dick Tracy style comic book and have all of the right wing people. Can you see it? Giuliani would be like prune face <laughs> with his drippy hair dye. <laughs> You'd have fucking the pillow guy, you know. That guy's dangerous. He would be like. I feel like that guy's Hitler reincarnated or something. Like, what is he? That guy's. I don't think there's a human being more full of hatred. I mean, if Hitler was a crossdress, I don't. Something about that guy is so weird. Yeah, there's some evil in that man. I mean, it's so dysfunctional, though. It's like hard to be afraid of because it's just so sad. I think he invented pillows because he screams into his every night. I don't fucking know. That's just strange all around. I mean, yeah, they're all wackadoos. But they're like, they're entertaining. And, you know, I keep going back to this, too, because when Trump was running for office, um, the left thought it would be dissuading to show the video of Donald Trump wrestling in pro wrestling. Did you see that clip? Oh, yeah. Donald Trump went into the, w, I think it was WWE then. Now it's the World Wrestling Federation, WWF or something. Other way around. Other way around. But anyway, yeah, he, he wrestled some announcer guy and, like, picked him up and threw him down and hit him with a chair. But it was all fake, of course. Like, pro wrestling is all fake. Right. Um, it just makes me think of the meme where it's, like, it's obviously an edited photo but it's like, here comes Bernie Sanders with a chair. And it's like Bernie running with a chair. That's probably why <laughs> they really did funny. that. Yeah, they probably why they made that meme. But the, the Democrats thought, like, we'll show this video of Trump and how ridiculous it is that he was. And they love that shit. His base yes. loves it. They're like, yes, give us more. Yes, because they modeled the Trump presidency after pro wrestling. <laughs> it literally was modeled after pro wrestling. You dress people up in caricature costumes. They're extremely outrageous. They do insane things. They keep you on the edge of your seat, tuning in every day to see what insane shit they're going to do. I mean, think about Matt Gates storming the skiff whenever they were um, doing the impeachment investigation. 
And it's a super secure area where they don't allow cell phones. And they, you know, it's supposed to be like when we're discussing like secret shit. And there was Republicans in there, but they went on Fox News for like two weeks saying, oh, they're doing all this behind closed doors and no Republicans are being allowed to go in there just because Matt Getz wasn't allowed to go in. There was no Republicans in there. So he, he organized this big junior high stunt where they all went down and stormed the skiff and like broke in to disrupt the secretive Soviet-style conspiracy that was going on. Yeah. And of course, Hannity was the helm of that propaganda. But... It's just very juvenile, but that's the audience they're playing to. They love it. They can't get enough of it. And then the QAnon shit just you know, spiraled off of that. So it's just a shit show. But you know when you got Trump attacking Hannity now because he found out Hannity was trying to talk sense to uh, McCarthy. Um, you know, and you got Tucker turning on Ted Cruz. You got them all going back and forth. Hey, I mean, whatever. They can go after each other. I mean, but I still don't think it's going to be... It'd be, be a- nice if Democrats would take this opportunity to actually fucking do something, but... I know. They I won't. Know. So... It's sad. They have no... They have nothing. Their agenda has been just shot in the ass. By I, two I people. I, yeah, I don't... Ex- I never expected anything out of him. Uh, who was it? I think it was actually uh, Mitt Romney that said that Biden was elected to stop the crazy, not to make any real change. And I'm like he's well, right. I mean, no, he's he right is because because what was Biden? What did Biden run on? I'm not Trump. Yeah, that's about it. I'll bring decency. I mean, back even everybody Washington. in the um the Democratic debates was talking. Basically, everybody was on board for like universal health care. Once Bernie started that, then a lot of people caught on and were sure. like agreeing with that. Biden was like the only candidate that was like, no, absolutely not. Mm-hmm. And of course, he's the one who got the ticket. You know, he like didn't really run on anything except for not what they want and not what they want. <laughs> Right. I'm yeah. just going to be that guy in the middle. Yeah. That's it. And, you know, people have to feel inspired. I mean, in spite of the fact that the right is insane and dangerous, at least they're doing something. Right. Like the left is doing nothing. Never you know? do. So moving on here, did you want to talk about uh, the Trump fan that got indicted for sedition? Yes. Or did you want to talk about the uh, fake elector both of them. Okay. So first of all, the um, guy, the Oath Keeper, the leader of the Oath Keeper, Shrodes, right? Um, Let he, me see what his name is. I think it's Shrodes. Um, I don't know. Go on. I'll find well, it. Well, basically what I wanted to say is that all of this yeah. January 6th investigation that's going on in Congress is horseshit. Stuart Rhodes. Stuart Rhodes. Um... And the reason it's horseshit is because we learned from the impeachment that, A, even if Congress does have the oversight function, without the Senate on board, nothing is going to happen to anyone. Congress is a legislative body, and they do have congressional oversight, but these investigations that they're doing are going nowhere. They don't have any teeth. And I'm glad that some facts are coming out. And but but it upsets me to hear the people on CNN and other Democrats like leaping for joy, like, "Oh, did you hear that they found out this? Did you hear that they found out that? Oh my God! All of this evidence, yeah, evidence that's not going to do jack shit." Now, right from the very beginning, when they start arresting these assholes, 
that Ted Cruz actually did speak right when he was in Congress. They committed this terrorist act, okay? They started arresting these people. I said, if they don't convict these people and give them jail time, and serious jail time, for what they did, this is just a trial run. This shit is going to keep going on. So the fact that they finally convicted... Not just a trial run, but it will escalate. It's going to escalate, yeah, for sure. That's always how it is. And punishment exists to stop people from doing it. And if you don't stop them, it just progresses. Right, like if you robbed a bank and like literally walked out with the money and nobody even tried to stop you and no one even called the cops and you did it again and then they called the cops and the cops showed up and was like, nah, you would literally feel like you have a license to Yeah, now you're going to the Federal Reserve. Like, (laughs) why the fuck wouldn't you? Exactly. It's going to escalate. But... So the Stuart Rhodes, the reason that they got him on sedition, which is only what he's been charged with, okay, charging somebody is easy, convicting somebody's harder, is because there was a coordinated uh, effort. There was communication between him and his followers. Uh, and, and let me just clue anybody in who doesn't already know. The Oath Keeper wasn't invented after Trump. These militia gangs have been around... For decades. Yeah, I feel like this guy, though, this Stuart Rhodes, I think his group wasn't, like, specifically about Obama. That he started his group. I mean, maybe. Because they hated Obama so but, much. But, yeah, I think Obama was caused a lot of backlash among, among right-wingers. Now, let me just say that, by being a little, a good bit older than you, there's been this kind of swing back and forth between, you know, the rights of citizens, states' rights, people's right to own guns, and the federal government coming in and suppressing citizens, right? Like, they always fear, the right-wingers always fear this uh, overreaching government's going to take their guns and they're going to have tyranny, right? That's their basic message. So, when Ruby Ridge happened and when Waco happened, if you don't know what those two things are, go look it up because it's too much of the end of two. But when those kind of things happened, what it did was make the right inflamed with this fear that the government was going to become tyrannical, was going to take all your guns, it was suppressing citizens' rights, blah, 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 blah. And then you got the Oklahoma City bombing. So when the Oklahoma City bombing happened, and two, I know at least Timothy McVeigh was an Army veteran, but I don't know about um, the other one. But when they murdered innocent people and babies because of their ideology got so out of whack, it kind of silenced it for a little while. You know, all of this rhetoric and this hyper-partisan bullshit was going on then. Well, that's kind of, I I, I hate to say this, but that's kind of why I was with uh, my brother Jovi when he said that he was going to vote for Trump. And of course, at first I was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And he was like, at this point, I'm just an accelerationist. And again, I was kind of like, I don't know if that's the best way to go about this. But the the older I get, the more I realize that the left is really never going to have true representation. And we have Democrats and that's about it who are also never going to do anything, maybe it's time we just have the right, let the right have what they want and fall on their sword. But again, I feel like it's easy for me to say that. Well, it doesn't, because... matter, if, it doesn't matter if we say let the right have what they want. The fact that you have no, no action against them means they will have what they want. I mean, they'll get so ridiculous that they'll, they'll ruin it for themselves. 
eventually right but, the, but it's just <clears throat> how much suffering are they going to cause right and that's what i'm saying that's why i'm bringing up the the oklahoma city bombing because yeah people were outraged about ruby ridge and people were outraged about waco but when they saw what timothy mcveigh did they it, it caused everybody to go hold on a second i don't care what this guy was thinking that's just terrorism you don't blow up a building with innocent people and babies and kill them because you're mad at the government because now you're worse than the government. My fear is that with the continued propaganda of Fox News and, you know, characters emerging nonstop on the right like Marjorie Taylor Greene and Lauren Boebert and people who constantly advocate for violence... You know, you'll see these cycles where there's violence, like January 6th, and then there's the people that are like, oh no, I gotta, I'm absolved of that because I didn't actually blah, blah, blah. And you see that backpedaling. But there's still an extremist element out there who Jordan Klepper went out, you know, from Saturday, from, uh, uh, not Saturday Night Live, he's a comedy guy, but he goes out and interviews people. Mm-hmm. And he went out, they were having a vigil for the people in jail from January 6th, these right wing people. And he goes out and interviews them. And they're saying, this was the greatest day ever in my life. January 6th was the greatest day ever. Like, there's that deranged element that continues to be out there. And even though there's some people that fear the consequence, like Sean Hannity, like Tucker Carlson, who are at some point going to say, you can't hold me accountable. So I'm going to continue to spur these lies to get the real foot soldiers to go commit these acts of violence while I sit back and not be accountable. There are people going to commit these acts of violence. My thing is, when the next Oklahoma City bombing happens, are people in America going to say, that's enough? Because when January 6th happened, there were some people that turned backwards. And there's even one guy that wants Trump arrested because he said he told me to come to the Capitol, that he needed help. And I came and I'm in jail and he doesn't even, he doesn't, nothing, he doesn't even care. So he wants Trump subpoenaed. Shocker. Right. So some people are turning on them now because they've actually been held accountable. But the people who haven't been held accountable are making martyrs of this idiot woman who tried to climb through the window. You know, so basically what I'm saying is it's all going to be determined on when the American people as a general, general voting populace, when they go to the polls, are they going to say, January 6th was too far. That's enough. Or is it going to take an Oklahoma City where they blow up and kill some of your relatives or some of your friends? And that's, that's absolutely what it'll take. Conservatives never think anything applies to them until it happens to them. Right. And that's so. what I try to tell people. Do you think that, and I said this about the left setting shit on fire. You know, you can go out and protest. You know, if you get into a scuffle because a police officer clubbed someone on the head, it was unjustified, and you grab the club out of his head and it ends up in a scuffle with the police... That's a scuffle with the police. But when you start setting shit on fire and that fire spreads to another building where there's kids in it and those kids die, you're a fucking terrorist. Don't be setting shit on fire. To me, fire is a weapon that is indiscriminate. Yeah, I mean, when they set that police station on fire, I mean, from from what I can tell, there wasn't really anything around it. So I'm like, meh, you know. I yeah, mean, but once you say it's an okay tactic, people without that much intelligence are going to just start setting shit on fire. Right, true enough. I don't think setting things on fire is an indiscriminate weapon. 
And if you're going to set shit on fire, it tells me you don't care about the life of innocent people or children. And to me, then you're a terrorist. Stop setting shit on fire. Now, the police station at the time it happened, I was like, well, maybe that's what it's going to take. I felt that rage. And I said, yeah, maybe they should do that. Maybe yeah. that's what they should have done. At least they focused on the police station where all their anger was directed. I understand why they did it. But what I'm saying is it's time for the left to have that Oklahoma City moment where we go, okay, our feelings were justified. And okay, here's a line we're going to go up to, but we're going to set the line at this point. We're not going to kill innocent people. If we fight with the police and go to jail or a police officer gets hurt because he attacks somebody in the crowd unjustified which we've seen police do and it ends up with a police officer getting hurt or whatever that's all the that's all fair in the in the war of love and war yeah yeah love and war but you can't do indiscriminate shit like blowing up oklahoma city a building that was indiscriminate just murder we can't go that far because if we go that far on the left or the right guess what your relative is going to get killed by one of your own and then we're and then we're palestine Right, yeah, so I was just going to say, just I mean, we, we look at a lot of Middle Eastern countries and some of the terrorist extremists, and it's like, well, why do they blow up children's hospitals? Like, what the fuck kind of message does that send? But it's like, once you start crossing those lines... That's right. It's hard to see what what's okay and what isn't once you, once you go so far. So, I mean, of course, that right now seems crazy to us, but maybe in the future, if the violence continues to escalate, we'll just be another norm. Well, look at Myanmar. I mean, how we've forgotten that, you know... After January 6th, there was a coup in Myanmar, a military mm -hmm. coup. That country is in an absolute state of just devastation. Devastation. Sure. There's people there now. It's a humanitarian crisis. Um, they've got that woman still in jail. They keep throwing more time on her, more time on her. You know, she's a political prisoner. Um, the people in the street are still trying to fight back as best they can. But their country's literally become Libya now because of a, because of a military coup. And we, we narrowly escaped a military coup. And you already have Republicans right now saying, guess what? We're going to retake the House and the Senate. And as a prediction, I'm just going to say this right now, because you're going to see the Republicans do exactly what they did with Merrick Garland. They're going to say, well, you know, a new president's coming in, so we should just hold off until a new president comes in to put a new Supreme Court justice in. Then the minute the power's in their hands, they're going to ram through people. Because they don't really care about what's fair. They care about what gets them power. And right now, they're complaining about the January 6th investigating committee. But there's already Republicans saying, as soon as we retake the House and the Senate, it's payback time. And we're going to go after Democrats. We're going to kick them off their... They're going to purge. They're going to kick them off their committees. They're going to do all this kind of crazy... And do you think for one second that Mitch McConnell won't change the filibuster rules when it comes down to it? Because he's going to. If he has a narrow, narrow, narrow window to get something done or look like he's not getting anything done, he'll abolish that filibuster in a fucking heartbeat. And I bet he's going to do it unless they get enough votes to where they don't have to do it. But if they're in the position Biden's in right now, guaranteed Mitch McConnell would abolish the filibuster. And he's not going to have to go suck an ass like Joe Biden does to uh, Kristen Cinema and to Joe Manchin. Because when McConnell says, OK, Republicans, line the fuck up and vote. They do. Yep. True. Absolutely true. So I feel the retaliation coming. And the fact that Biden I got a letter in the mail the other day too, one of those fucking political mail or something about Joe Manchin. And I like normally I don't I feel like 
I'm so good about not letting that shit get to me on a day-to-day. And literally, I got it. And it was like, Joe Manchin cares about West Virginia. And I just fucking ripped it up. I was just motherfucking. And I'm like, I don't know why this got to me so hard today. But I'm just like, God, fuck Joe Manchin. Jesus Christ, fuck Joe Manchin. Oh, and I do have to mention, too, before I forget. um, Boris Johnson's having a rough week. Oh, yeah? Oh, you don't know about old Boris. I don't. So, you know, he's the Trump of England. Right, of course. Um, Hair and all. Hair and all. So it got exposed that during the most severe coronavirus lockdown that England experienced, um, he was having a Christmas party. Oh, Boris. And he lied. He said he didn't. And as more and more, the same shit the Republicans do. Isn't there a guy, uh, who was it? In, in in England, um, one of their politicians, I don't know what level he was, but he, he also lied. He was having he was having an affair or something and it was during COVID COVID restrictions and they like mm. caught him on camera out with his girlfriend somewhere who I think wasn't like I think he's married. Mm-hmm. So it was a double scandal and he ended up having to resign over it. What the mm-hmm. fuck was that guy's name? I don't know. Uh, I don't remember. Not relevant. But yeah, anyway. so Boris, um, after so many months of rumors and speculation and photos sneaking out. He got busted. He got busted. So now they want him to resign. And yeah, um, they, I mean, they made the other guy resign for the same shit. So and and you know, we talked about this before because and if we have any listeners that are in the UK, we love how your house like heckles and brays at people. <laughs> like, you know, we have to. Everybody has to be like orderly. You know, in our in our house and Senate, we're like expected to be like very gentlemanly, and but not the office of presidency. Apparently, That's no, the president game. never. No, but the prime minister in England has to take a beating. They have mm, to be mm-hmm. there. You know, Boris and and before him, him Theresa May, they they go on a whipping post sometimes, mm-hmm. and they get to stand there. But oh man, it was brutal. If you get a chance to watch it, watch the House of Commons where where he's basically this like shamed and just. And they want him to resign. Even his own party's turning against him because it's the public is that outraged that this was during Christmas time. And they were told, Boris Johnson told people, do not go see your family members. It's too great of a risk to the country. Do not visit. Oh, here's what it is. It was Matt Hancock quits as health secretary after breaking social distancing guidance. because oh, he health got secretary. He got caught kissing a colleague. <laughs> a fucking colleague. No Boris handshaking. Johnson said that he was sorry to receive the resignation. This was fucking uh, last summer. Mm-hmm. That's really funny. Yeah, so old Boris was in the in the hot seat, and, and and he tried to get up and listen. This is what's embarrassing. He tried to get up and say that um, he understands people's anger because they were being asked to sacrifice and not go and see their families. Meanwhile, he was having a a function that he believed in his mind was a business function now the invitations said bring your own booze so i don't know what kind of business what a cheap ass <laughs> yeah it was a bring your own booze uh boozy party and uh oh my god the one guy i don't know who he was but he was obviously on the left and he he gets up there and he says you know you're looking at a pathetic man who's run out of who's run out of excuses or something and it's like, wow. And Boris is just sitting there with his head down. It's like, oh, dude, you're so getting reamed right now. So I don't know whether he's going to resign or not, but um, yeah, bad day for Boris. 
pretty funny to watch because that's what Republicans do. They lie and lie and lie and lie and lie until they get busted out and then they make an excuse. It's like, no, it's too late. It's too late for you to say it was something else because you lied the whole fucking time. Like you don't get to turn around now and make an excuse for what you did. You said it didn't happen. It's Bill Clinton. Bill, that's when we should have known that Bill Clinton was a fucking Republican. Because he lied about Monica. Lied, 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 lied. Then when he got busted out, then he was just like, you know, I'm really sorry. <laughs> I'm really, really sorry. <laughs> it's like, ah, you're, you are a Republican, you motherfucker. <laughs> that and cutting welfare. We should have knew he was a Republican. <laughs> that too. Oh, wait, and hating unions. Yeah, how do we ever think he was a Democrat? Uh, I don't know. Because he played the saxophone and smoked weed, I guess. Oh, that's what it was. Must have been it. Yeah. He played the saxophone and smoked weed. You're absolutely right. That's why we thought he was a Democrat. It's a goddamn weed thing. Now there's a lot of Republicans in favor of the weed thing because they realize it's a profit hey, industry. we can tax the shit out of this. Yeah. We can turn this into some kind of corporation and probably get the government to pay for it. Yeah, they'll get on board eventually. All right, let me see here. I think that was all we had for uh, the news articles that we had talked about this week. Yeah, and all I want to say, too, is that like I said, the January 6th committee is a bunch of horseshit because if there was a crime involved, a crime, there was multiple crimes. Who needs to investigate crimes? The FBI. The guy who's being um, maybe even the charged NSA. with sedition. The, I mean, national security, right? I mean, the NSA could get involved absolutely. In so, why are legislators? begging Kevin McCarthy, subpoenaing him and begging him and having to threaten him to come in and talk to them. Let the fucking FBI subpoena Kevin McCarthy. Because I think enough information has now been um, revealed that they could subpoena people. The The district attorney in D.C. can subpoena people and can't yeah, have the FBI the, investigate them. Come at on. At least during the Reagan administration, they tried to make it look good. I mean, we all knew they weren't going <laughs> to follow through on that but at least they made reagan come in like right you know what i'm saying like at least make it look good they're just so blatant about the fact that they're not going to do shit i mean if there were actual text messages and financial records showing that elected officials were involved in organizing and instigating this attack that we now acknowledge it was an attack you know are we going to say that members of Congress that might have been involved are somehow exempt from criminal charges because they're members of Congress? That's bullshit. That's total bullshit. So to me, the FBI and Merrick Garland, sorry, not impressed with you. Um, you still haven't, what's going on with the whole Matt gets sex trafficking thing? Was that all bullshit? What's going on with Hunter Biden? Was he really in tax evasion? Uh, what was going on? What's going on with all these investigations, Merrick? Come on, get off your ass. Get some shit going. But I don't know. We'll see if they do anything about it. But, uh, and uh, those guys got convicted in the uh, Ahmed Aubrey. I'm sure everybody's heard that news. Finally, we're starting to see that the color of your skin doesn't exempt you from murdering people. It's sad that um you know it has to come to having a video that's clear that someone was chased down attacked and murdered and you still have to wonder whether they're going to be punished because they're white 
So, you know, they asked one of the attorneys. Straight white male. They asked somebody, uh, one of the attorneys for Ahmed Aubrey's family. Um, are you, are you happy that you got justice for Ahmed? He said, no, just, there was no justice for Ahmed. Justice is if he was still here today. That's what's just is if he was still here. What we got was accountability. And I thought that was the most, uh, prescient statement that he could have made because that is true, you know, and sadly, um, it still takes video um, to convict somebody in the South who's white, who kills a black person. But at least people are, have this awareness now that, you know, you can't go out and do these things and everybody's just going to go, oh, well, you know, there must be a reason for it. That day's, that day's over with. It's gone. Like you better have some legitimate explanation for your actions. You know, and I think it's good because it shows that, and it was an almost all white jury. Did you mm-hmm, know that? Yeah. So I just think that, um, you know, the days of Trayvon Martin are past. The days when, and I hate to say it because I know it's not like you don't want to advocate for violence. And I do believe that what you said is correct. And if you go so far, it only escalates and you get to a point where you are hurting innocent people. But I, I think that if people wouldn't have rioted and caused damage that cost physical, you know, it didn't cost money. Nothing was going to change. Mm-hmm. I don't think until people started burning down cities that this shit started getting taken seriously. And it's like, maybe there's a way to do destruction of property that you're sure isn't going to harm anybody. I mean, well, but okay. I, I, I believe 100% that if they weren't doing damage that yeah. was costing money, that people would have just shrugged it okay, off. Okay, listen, but in the past, we've seen police cars vandalized, set on fire. We've seen... Um, you know, uh, store windows smashed and busted. I'm not saying that I I don't agree with you on the destruction of property brings about a, a, a realization that, okay, this human life had value. And if you don't want to give it any kind of value, we're going to show you the amount of damage that we feel is not even still going to cover that person's life, but at least it's going to make you feel a pain of some sort. I'm not saying that people shouldn't ever riot or break things or destroy things. I'm just against fire. Because it's an indiscriminate killer. And, you know, after we saw those little kids dying at fire in New York, you know, nine, did you see that? There Mm -hmm. was like, I don't know, I think uh, maybe 11 or 13 people, I don't remember now, but there was like nine children that died in a fire in, in the Bronx because of a space heater. And you had the mayor, the governor, the representative who is in the Bronx, all coming out saying, we're going to be here for these families to support them, to help them rebuild their lives, to grieve with them, because that's what we do as New Yorkers. I'm thinking, okay, where the hell were you with the building inspection codes? Like, why wasn't there sprinklers in these buildings? Was there fire escapes? Or Was there, why did they, why were they using a space heater? To begin with, yeah. Answer those fucking questions, because that's what led to this. Don't come out and tell me how bad you feel that you know, nine I, babies died whenever you, what did you do? Space heaters cause a lot of fires. They do. I don't know why. I'm, I don't know. I mean, I guess you can't tell people not to use them because then some people would probably just be completely without heat. But yeah, we've got to get serious in this. Well, we won't because that would obviously hurt people who have money and help the average person. But we should be more serious about rental laws and building codes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, it's just absolutely. disgusting how many people get absolutely taken advantage of. I know some people uh, in the neighborhood bitching about city council trying to Make sure that 
a new ordinance doesn't get passed or whatever. They, they want to make it so that people can't build apartments onto their garages on mm-hmm. and the city of Wheeling or on the island specifically. I don't know. I was, wasn't reading into the specifics of it, but I thought, well, that's a good thing. And all these people get on there like, you're going to infringe upon a homeowner's right to do what they want with their property. And I'm like, I hear what you're saying, but do you understand that like nine times out of 10, this is just going to be some slumlord mm-hmm. that slaps together mm-hmm. an apartment. And not only is that not fair for everybody else and their property values, but how about just the the fact that you're going to put somebody in a position where they can't afford anything else. Yep. So they end up paying 500 yep. bucks to live in this shithole. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, like fucking bullshit. We shouldn't allow shithole apartments like this to exist no. in the first place. There should be a minimum for you to rent a place. Like if you you don't need to have 10 properties and taking in thousands and thousands of dollars in rent um, and then have people living in horrid conditions. I'm just saying like, just if something ridiculous. like that happened, if you as a landlord don't repair the heater in the middle of winter mm-hmm. and so your tenant uses a space heater mm-hmm. that burns it down and kills their family you are 100 percent responsible and maybe for because that. they couldn't afford their gas bill like there's got to be a why was this there's got to be an investigation into why this but you know what they're poor people and i don't think other than the flash in the pan on the news because nine little kids died they gave cnn a reason to you know ramp up their viewer viewage people for a little while you know let's go back and really find out like what the situation was there but i don't know they won't and the people who watch that shit don't care that long so there's a house in the island here that i can't believe people still live in it you know where it is right on the corner down there it mm-hmm. used to be red now it's painted white and it's like should be absolutely illegal i mean, should be condemned what is going on there I don't know. And people try to bring up that argument too. Like, well, you want this place to be condemned. Well, what about the people who live there? And I'm like, I get that that's they like a rough have better adjustment. Housing. But you can't, yeah, you can't just be like, oh, well, we have to keep these places. No, because if we close all of those places and there are more people around, then it'll either put pressure to provide more housing that's affordable for the area or prices as a whole that people can't afford right. will have to start to be lowered. Listen, so when that I, people can afford them. Like, I remember looking for apartments when um, I was pregnant for your brother. This was like in 1990. The answer is never just let these places where the roof is barely holding yeah. on stay there and let, let it be rented to people where kids live. And that's what I said about this house right next door to me. They're trying to fix it up. Not next, right next door, but a couple houses down. There was an elderly couple that lived there. And I tried so many times to get them to come talk to an attorney. Because two different times, the elderly man who lived there was injured by floors going out railing falling down and they wouldn't talk to an attorney because she said they were so terrified they wouldn't be able to find another place to live that they could afford yeah so they just live there and that hubble and i'm like i hope this landlord literally dies in a fucking fire like what is wrong with you exploiting old sick people yeah and what's wrong with city council for not inspecting it if you're a renter your property should be inspected it should be required and if if it's already an ordinance or a law that that should be in place then whoever's supposed to be doing it needs to be held accountable and it's not a retaliation against the person living there because i when i should have never been forced to live in that i was when i was looking for apartments i was praying for your brother i went around and of course we were poor and um you know there was places where one of them was on the island and the person showed me the apartment said um you know, this, this door down here, This see this board? Don't leave it here because when you come in, you have to prop it against the door because otherwise, you know, like homeless people come in here and they'll sleep in here in the hallway and stuff. And I was like, oh my God, are you serious? There was places we looked at that obviously were, there was one place I lived in where I had to run an extension cord out of my dining room, outside the apartment, in through the window to the kitchen because none of the outlets in the kitchen worked. 
The heat was shared between me and the person downstairs and it was up to them to pay their part of the gas and they didn't pay it. So my gas got shut off in the middle of winter. I had to move in the blizzard of 1992 or three. I mean, I've lived in some traps. And when I was growing up, every house we lived in, it's not standing now because it was condemnable when we lived there. And after we moved out, the house was ended up falling down or was torn down. Every single house I ever lived in is gone because they were that deplorable. <laughs> so I feel these people. And if I could buy property and rent it, I would A, not charge a ridiculous amount of money. And I would make sure it was safe. And I don't think that's too much for any landlord to, to right. be required. But yeah, it's a sad state of things. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. It blew my mind. I, I think that's part of the thing too. The left uh, automatically hates every landlord that exists. And I'm like, you know, if you, if you took those ideas and values that you have mm-hmm. and became a landlord, mm-hmm. we could eliminate the problem of every landlord being shitty. Right. You know, because I mean, I don't know. I get that buying a property is part of what creates this problem. But the reality is, is that some people Someone's um, going to own it. Yeah, right. And some people can't get mortgages or right. won't get mortgages or, yeah. you know, there's a lot of things involved in there that maybe you have no control over changing. Rental property is always going to be a thing. Mm-hmm. So I'm not against having people uh, being landlords as long as they're not total fucking shitbags. The one house I lived in, um, they had the, the landlord had all the plumbing with these little like turn knobs so that if one person's plumbing was messed up, he could turn their water onto the other person's bill. And every person paid their own water bill. So like one month, my water was like twice the amount it used to be. And I like was trying to figure out why. So I went down to see if I had a leak in the basement. And I found out that my neighbor's washer was on my water. Because I turned their washer on and like my meter was spinning. And I'm like, what? So I follow the pipes up and I see this little turn thing. And I'm like, what the? So I call the water department and they're like, yeah, that's not legal for him to have it like that. And then I was scared that I was going to get thrown out because I reported he was doing something illegal. And the people that lived directly upstairs from me, the one whose washer it was, they got a leak and my ceiling fell in in my oh bathroom. Oh my God. Like all the plaster. And I took a picture of it because I'm like, this is insane. Um, but yeah, I lived in places in the land and that guy was a, a slumlord McMeckin. He had like tons of property, didn't keep them up. He was really old. And what, I don't understand why cities never re, like rein that in because it's like, who is that benefiting? There's no way that that landlord has enough money to be putting money, lining your pockets enough to make you look the other way on this. Well, they And pay, it makes your whole city look like shit. They pay people a lot are of property unhappy. tax. I mean, right? maybe. I mean, they have to pay property tax. Yeah, but people properties. pay twice as much property taxes on empty lots. Well, so it's true. like. Tear the fuckers down. Yeah. You know what I mean? I just, I never understood who the fuck benefits from that by letting that shit stand up. I was, I was definitely worried about getting kicked out of that place. But, and actually, even though when that happened, we had fixed it up a good bit because when we first went in there, (laughs) we were so poor, but we were like, well, maybe we can fix it up. And and the kitchen. Lipstick on a pig. Listen, the kitchen like you couldn't even tell it was supposed to be a kitchen because there was no countertop or cabinets <laughs> or a sink. <laughs> it was just a floor with pipes sticking up where a sink would be and there was mushrooms growing out of the floor and I was like, oh, yeah, I can fix that. Like, I, that I, I can fix that. Like that's when you're poor, you're just like, all right, I'll deal with that one horrible part of this house if I can get it for what I can afford. And so we did. We put like 
down on the floor we put like that astroturf stuff that's like plastic oh my god i remember that yeah it was green fake grass fake grass and i painted the walls yellow and made it look like sunflowers it was like look we're almost almost like we're outside (laughs) (laughs) yeah we had some hobo hobo stuff but hey you know my favorite poor story is when we had the stove and the microwave or was it the tv and the microwave they were both missing the knobs and we had one pair of vice grips to turn them on <laughs> and off. <laughs> well, you know, another thing, too, like speaking of knobs, in that particular house, um, the one faucet, we had vice grips to turn on the oh, faucet. Oh, was it the faucet? I don't yeah. remember. I just know the, there was like one pair of vice grips that controlled every appliance. On the left, it didn't have um, a knob. So, yeah, we used the vice grips, but the vice grips weren't on there. And like I was taking a video of your brother and he was in there looking all cute like in the bathtub and I was like what are you doing in there and like you wanted and he was like I'm in the bathtub and uh and then he was he got out of the bathtub for something and he went to get back in and he slipped on the edge of the tub and then the video you can just see it like like the camera go like down to the ground because he slipped and of all things hit the corner of his eye on that faucet that didn't have a knob and gashed the corner of his head and had to go and get like Is that when he had staples yeah. Yeah, in his yeah. head. So like there you go, like the land like and granted, like I felt like the worst parent in the world that I'm vi- literally videoing my child while he gets an injury. <laughs> but it's like, you know what I mean? You live around that when you're poor. There's li- I just mean, life. Yep. Yeah. I mean, there's lots of shit you could probably get hurt on, but you just that was every day that knob being like that. Now that I'm older and I'm a grandma, I'm just like. Don't run close to that. You might fall on it. <laughs> yeah. Because I've seen all that shit. <laughs> you like, over, I don't miss that shit. I've, I never, there's not a single day, especially wintertime. There's not a single day that I do not wake up. First of all, grateful that I'm Absolutely. in a warm house. Absolutely. That has a roof that doesn't I even feel bad for animals that are outside. Oh, me too, dude. Human beings, yes, but also even animals that are out in the frigid cold. I feel so bad there is not a single day since i bought this house that i did not wake up grateful yeah that i was warm for it mm-hmm. everybody can make fun of me for living in the quote-unquote ghetto i don't care i'm warm yeah <laughs> and my fridge is typically always full i can't complain that's right but that's all i got for you guys you got anything else make nope uh thanks for joining us tonight sorry it's still every other week we've been setting a goal for every week but it just hasn't happened yet. <laughs> yeah well i feel like honestly last week we talked about the stuff i wanted to bring up last week so i don't know that we could have filled an hour last week just because yeah. there wasn't well a ton, and juke but- like it went back and forth like first juke was working and going to school so she was like totally swamped and i was only working part-time and then after that you graduated school but then like i went now i'm working like 50 hours Mm -hmm. a week so it's just like back and forth so but yeah i'm glad we got to catch up and hopefully we'll have some fun stuff to talk about next time all right well this is juke signing off this is mick signing off